Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. I am Clayton Safey along with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom coming to you on a Thursday amidst a ice storm, which is actually dying down a little bit here. Now it's going to be a, a total mess, but um, spring ball, few practices in, two practices in, few days in. Michigan basketball plays tonight at Rutgers. We will talk about that game and the Wolverines basketball program. Uh, Jim Harbaugh held a press conference this afternoon, so we will kind of start off with some of our takes on what he discussed for about 25, 30, 35 minutes, whatever it was. Very uh, you know, interesting, bunch of different topics that were hit on. As Michigan kicks off spring ball, they'll take the week off next week, and then they will come back at it all the way through the April 1 spring game. Uh, if you're with us here, make sure to like the video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you doing that. That helps us grow here. Uh, and also, uh, if you're listening on the podcast feed, we appreciate you as well. Make sure to leave a five-star review uh, and check us out at thewolverine.com. 29 or no, we got a new special now, uh, $10 for four months of premium access. So take advantage right now. That ends Saturday night. So it is a limited time offer. So take advantage right now. That That is our spring ball special. Um, let's get into it though, fellas. Jim Harbaugh hits on a few topics. We'll talk about uh, what he said about the NFL um, and his future, which is just, uh, you know, something that seems like it's going to happen every offseason uh, where you just continually, you know, talk about all of these different things around the program. But we'll start with something on the field with Amarion Walker, uh, who we've talked about. And I, I was thinking about this. Has there been a sophomore that has been talked about this much that has played this few of snaps in his career? Uh, Jim Harbaugh considers him two practices into spring the starter uh, at the cornerback spot opposite of Will Johnson. He, of course, moved over from wide receiver. Uh, he called him a unicorn. He said that kind of, you know, length and size at six foot three with the you know ability to change direction really makes him special. And he said, if we're right here, if this is the right move to move him over, then, you know, he could be that unicorn type where the sky's kind of the limit. So uh, you got your corner for, for now heading into the third practice of the spring. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I think there's there are calculated uh, motives in everything Jim Harbaugh says, and I don't think for a second that he doesn't believe that. Uh, trust me, I think that he thinks Amorian Walker is a great player, but I do strongly believe, and he said this in his quote, that he thinks that is the best move for his future, not just for this football team. And okay, if you've got next level potential you at, at that size, man, to be able to play like that, you could be an NFL guy for a long, long time. And not saying that he couldn't at wide receiver, but they're thinking, okay, if we're right here, and let's be honest, Jim Harbaugh is right more often than he's wrong when he talks about position switches. Remember Mike Sainer still, right? Uh, let's think of a few others, guys. Help me out here that he's made over the years that have really worked out. So, uh, he had Owen Marischek, uh playing both ways at Stanford. There you go. Um, so he, he's had other guys. Richard Sherman, I believe he moved him over to corner. Yep. Yeah. Right. Against Richard Sherman's uh, wishes. So right. I'm, sure no, I'm, others... I'm sure he feels, I'm sure he hates it now with all the money he has. Right? <laughs> 
he still I don't still don't think he likes Jim Harbaugh that much, which is yeah. crazy. Should be kissing his butt, right? But I think that Amorian Walker, uh, first things first, man, what an unselfish move for this kid. He said he came here, he wanted us to score touchdowns. Jim Harbaugh made made it perfectly clear too that hey, this is a kid who can play both ways, and that is our vision for him that this kid could be uh, one of those rare guys who can do both. But as of right now, uh, from what we've heard and what we even heard in the offseason, this is the guy that they are pegging to be that second corner next to Will Johnson. Can you imagine the athleticism at that corner spot with those, both those guys there from Orion Walker's playing there. So you got to find another guy back there. Miles Pollard is a guy I know they're high on Uh, and somebody always emerges. And I've said it before and I'll say it again with Steve Klingscale back there coaching these guys. I am never concerned about the, the, what they're going to put on the field and that they are as ready as, as they can be to go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it is certainly, uh, you know, when you have a guy that comes in and says, oh, you know, I'd like to play wide receiver and, and the coaches, they look at the traits, they look at the explosiveness and they say, you know, might be better off at at, uh, at cornerback. I think I mentioned this on the board earlier in the day where, you know, six foot three, six foot four wide receivers, like not saying that there's a, like a bevy of them in the NFL and they're not exactly a dime a dozen, but there are a lot of them. You know what? There aren't a lot of six foot three, six foot four cornerbacks that can move at the type of, uh, you know, in that short area quickness burst. Uh, we'll see if the playmaking ability and ball skills are there. But, you know, I pulled it up. You know, you look at some of the guys that have played in the NFL recently uh, at that height. Yep, Brandon Browner was 6'4", Richard Sherman, 6'3", Namdi Asma was 6'2", Charles Tillman was 6'2", Antonio Cromartie was 6'2". So, you know, that's not me saying he's going to be one of those type of guys. Uh, but Michigan thinks he has that potential. And, you know, if you can get him in the lab and and coach him up. And this is, you know, we love the way that they've handled the transfer portal and plugging some of those immediate holes. But at the same time, what I like about a situation like Michigan's second cornerback job is that spring football gives you the opportunity to give these young guys a chance to see what they can do on the field. I mean, you could plug and play a starter and that's fine. And, you know, on this team, when you have championship aspirations, Maybe that's even the ideal. We know that they had interest on some of those guys, but you know, when it becomes apparent that the guys you have are the guys that you're going to roll with, uh, you know, when you have someone with that type of athletic potential, why not just let them have them at, you know, have them get after it right now. And uh, again, I don't know that I could sit here and say it's, you know, calculated and they're trying to push him a certain way. Uh, But Harbaugh did say, you know, we want to get him in there and master this position and then we can maybe start having the conversation about uh, playing two ways in fall camp. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, the fact that with Will Johnson, you have a guy where, you know, he's the guy he's going to completely erase the guy that's across from him. So from there, it becomes a chess match with the other guys uh, in your secondary. And, and maybe, you know, that second cornerback gets a little bit of safety help over the top. But, you know, if you have a guy that, uh, you know, Maureen Walker <laughs> talks about wanting to score touchdowns. If you have a guy at cornerback, it's athletic and has the instincts and all those types of things. He's going to get himself a few touchdowns, probably turning over the football um, if all of that comes together. So we'll see what happens. But uh, the hype train on him is not slowing down at all. You guys both use the word calculated. I thought the same thing. Anthony and I were talking in the parking lot after the press conference. And we were, I said that where it's like, you kind of knew when he was a recruit that, you know, Michigan and, and Jim Harbaugh to his credit too. Like he lets guys play the position they want to play and, you know, let them compete wherever they want to compete. Now I'm sure they tell guys where they maybe have a better chance, which they'd be stupid not to. Um, 
but I, I did find it kind of interesting as well. I kind of was thinking the same thing where it's like, yeah, um, you're already the starter, that sort of thing, because they, I think they know that he'd be better off at mm-hmm. that position. And, you know, it looks like he's he's open to that. And he was open to doing it last year. He played both. But, uh, you know, all corner this year, I think will really help him hone those skills throughout this or all corner this spring at the very least right. will help him hone those skills as they go in and try to figure out what his role exactly is going to be when they start up fall camp in August. But think about this, John Jansen and John Runyon both came here wanting to, to play a little bit of tight end, you know, and it took a couple of weeks or even, if even that, and they're like, okay. Uh, and it kind of worked out okay for those guys. So, yeah. I remember, right. I remember a comment from Ed Warner when he was at Michigan talking about, you know, when they recruited Ryan Hayes, that was a conversation they had yeah. about, you know, do you want to play tight end? Do you want to play offensive line? And someone asked how you how you recruit that, and he says, "I tell him the truth. I bring up the salaries of elite offensive linemen, and I bring up the salaries of elite tight ends, and the offensive linemen make more money." So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the nice thing about having the type of operation Michigan does, where you know you almost have a front office type setup where guys are getting the feedback that they need almost in house, and they don't they don't uh, mislead guys. They just give them the feedback and have them make their decision from there. And uh, I think that's worked out for them more times than not. That's a great transition uh, to bring us into what we'll talk about next, which is Jim Harbaugh obviously getting the questions about uh, him having conversations both virtually and in person in Ann Arbor with the Denver Broncos about their head coaching opening. Um, He has those. He also, you know, and basically his answer was, you know, less about him and more about, how they get interest from, you know, not, not to not just him, but some assistant coaches, other staff members, players that explore that option, which is a great way to kind of, you know, deflect a little bit. Um, and, you know, he basically says that well, he went on to say that, you know, he'll be here as long as Michigan will have him. Then he elaborated, elaborated on that a little bit later, talking about uh, how, you know, I will have I'll be here as long as Michigan has me uh, will have me uh, every January. You go through the process of seeing if the athletic director wants you, the fan base wants you, the players want you, that sort of thing. I thought that was really interesting uh, that he kind of went there. And, you know, who knows what exactly it means. But um, your guys' takeaway from all that talk with, you know, you have Jim Harbaugh talking about that. But he also brought up how Jesse Minter, who interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and looks like he's a candidate, you know, going through that process for their defensive coordinator job as well. Hey, we welcome it. He said we look at it as a positive. Uh, and, and it is in a lot of ways, but what did you guys take from all, from all that? Uh, you know what? I'm probably reading too much into this, but first of all, he said, as long as they want me here, you know, and I think there was part of him and I'm not speaking for him. This is just my opinion, you know, prove that you want me here. Do you want me here? You know, um, let's see here. Let's be competitive in salaries for my coaches, for me, uh, even if he's not saying him and, and he's proven it's not all about him by donating his bonus money in the past to the other coaches in the athletic department. Right. But when he said, as long as I almost took it as an, if, if they want me here, you know, so show me, tell me whatever, uh, after the season, you're our guy. Uh, I think that, um, when he talked about ward manual too, I thought that was interesting. You know, we have a good relationship, so on and so forth, but I don't, there's any question. Uh, and if, if they can deny it, if they want to, that Santa Ono played a big part in keeping Jim Harbaugh here, you know, and proving that, yeah, you're our guy, you know, and I'm not saying that ward manual didn't, but, um, but, you know, I'd really would have loved to have been a fly on that, the wall during those negotiations. So um, to me, it means something different. It means, hey, you show me, you tell me you want me here. I'm your guy. You know what? Uh, if we're not doing everything that we can to win, 
then maybe in some ways they're not showing him that. So that's kind of my read on it a little bit. Um, does this mean that Jim Harbaugh is not going to flirt with the NFL again? You know, I, I wouldn't, I would never say that, you know, as long as you have that itch and you can't predict, say he wins three in a row and he wins a national championship, man. And he feels like he's done everything that he can at Michigan. Is anybody going to really begrudge him going back to the NFL, trying to prove himself there again and win a, a, a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. So that's what I took of it, but I thought he handled it extremely well. And he has proven, right, in his support of his coaches, uh, with Jesse Minter being the most recent interviewing with the Eagles, that he is supportive of them and their opportunities. And the players as well have said, we have NFL aspirations. Our coach does too, and so be it. Yeah, I thought that you could definitely tell he's – we haven't spoken to him since the Fiesta Bowl. So you can definitely tell he's had some time to sit on this and craft uh, craft what the program response is. But I think it is uh, – I think it is the right way to play it, you know, the way that – they operate, um, you know, they, they, they don't hold anyone back. They encourage people. And I think it's important that, to them that um, it's important to Harbaugh that I think it is apparent that at some point, if it all materializes, no man knows the future, all that stuff, right. Um, that they have a lineage and um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, they have people in place to step up the, to the next rung on the ladder. That's why we see these analysts get elevated and we see, someone like Sharon Moore elevated from tight ends coach a few years ago to now, you know, he's your offensive coach and your sole offensive coordinator. So again, I mean, I think at this point it's uh, I'll stop. The chance is there. Like we've done this two off seasons in a row in different ways, but um, I do think that as long as the goal is what the goals are to win a national championship, to compete for national championships. And as long as the administration backs him and pays him market value, I think that um, I, I'm never going to say never. He'll never go back, but um, you know, it's pretty apparent to me. I mean, he glows when he talks about working for this university and working for this program and leading the guys that they have. So I have no doubt he's happy. Just you can be happy and still pursue another opportunity. It doesn't have to be as as binary or as black and white as it has been. But uh, as long as he feels that love, I do think he'll stick around. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and he called the program uh, a superhero. He said that when it has attacks coming in, like the negative headlines that he was asked about with all the things that have happened, NCAA uh, allegations, uh, you know, you have the whole Matt Weiss situation. You have, you know, him fielding calls, as he said, calls come in, uh, you know, from NFL teams, things like that. Uh, he said that they absorb, you know, the, uh, the blow like a superhero and then spit it back out in laser fashion. Uh, you also have, 
uh, him saying that the program is is like a recession proof housing market. Um, so <laughs> just some vintage, uh, some Jim Harbaugh isms. Uh, he also said Blake Corum will be likely full go in June. Uh, both Drake Nugent and Miles Hinton had offseason surgeries, the two Stanford offensive line transfers. Uh, so they are not full go yet. Um, we learned earlier in the week, Ladarius Henderson will not yet be with the program until the summer as he finishes up some of his degree stuff. And interesting there, he said he was enrolling early and his MGO blue bio says he has a degree at Stanford. So that was kind of comes as a surprise when they released the, the update this week. Um, trying to think of other tidbits, but I did want to transition and Anthony, you had another great segue into, you know, talking about, they have the pieces in place here if they have to promote. Well, Jesse Minter, is up for the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator job. You would think if he gets an offer there, he would take it. That most guys would would do that when you're up for such a, you know, such a high position. Uh, you're talking about the team that made the Super Bowl this past year, but um, it, it makes you wonder. Timing is a little weird with you know the college carousel, and, and Michigan has experienced this a little bit, where it's like, man, you're just behind the eight ball because of the NFL timeline being different than college, but. Um, you do have a guy with defensive coordinator experience and Chris Partridge there. You have a co-defensive coordinator already in Steve Klingskill. You could go from the outside. Uh, what do you guys think about Jesse Minter and the DC job and the potential ripple effect that would have on Michigan if he got it? I'll have to listen to it again. But when Harbaugh brought up Minter, when he talked about I chose to stay, and then he said something like, there's another example, Minter, he chose to stay too is what I, the way I took it. So no, I'm he not said, quite sure. So okay, I think sure? there he, he was talking about somebody else that got a, an offer. Um, okay. I didn't hear on it. On that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't hear that. All I heard was him. And then he was talking about Jesse Minter. So we'll have to go back and listen to it. I don't think Jesse Minter is the front runner for that job. I think he's going to be an NFL defensive coordinator someday. And I do think that is his goal. It's amazing how many people scoff at that. Like when you put it up on a message board, like why, you know, that's just stupid. You know, I'm like, you know what, if you've got a family, it's a no brainer. And as much as you love Michigan, for example, the hours are less, you're not recruiting. Right. And uh, recruiting is 24 seven fellas. I remember John Beeline telling me that he was up at his cottage one year and he goes, what am I going to do? Not text a kid back. If he's texting me, he goes, I have to text him back. There is never a moment when I am not recruiting. So uh, that's just the way it is. Mike McDonald, when everybody was like, well, he's going to be here for, no, this is, he's on loan and, but it can work. And we've seen it at all, all the top programs, guys, Alabama, the turnover on their staff, uh, I'm sure Georgia, you know, look at any of these successful programs. If you've got coaches that are begging to stay, then you're probably doing something wrong. These guys, what you want these guys to have goals as well. So uh, to me, it's one of those things where uh, mentor, gets a phone call and he says, yes, I'm going to listen. I'm going to interview. And as somebody else said, you know what, it can only help him down the road if he interviews at other jobs, Anthony. Well, yeah. And it's, it's the defending NFC champs who were maybe what a stop or two away from winning a Super Bowl. And, and certainly look at the, I mean, that organization has been to a Super Bowl twice in the last six or seven years. So right. it has pedigree. It's a good organization and it, people don't understand that. I mean, I think even with the Harbaugh stuff, with the Minter stuff, whatever it is, um, you know, Michigan can still be a great place that people like to be. And also you can also acknowledge that the NFL is just something bigger. It's more grandiose. It's less work. It's more money. Um, so for those guys, I mean, to take a phone call, I'll never, I'll never fault them for that. I mean, that is these guys to their core are, 
you know, football purists and, and historians of the game and tacticians and, and competitors, first and foremost. And there's no higher level than the NFL to compete in this sport. So, you know, if, uh, like I said, my gut says that Minter probably sticks around, but if he goes again, you've got the guy, you've got guys like Steve Klingscale, Chris Partridge, Mike Elston. Um, yeah, maybe you bring in another name, you know, you probably have to add another name somewhere. We've seen Harbaugh have to do that in the past with Maurice Linguist to Steve Klingscale, which worked out being an upgrade. So again, it's, um, if he goes, I mean, that's awesome for him. Cause if you're a coordinator in the NFL, you're just a step away from being a head coach in the NFL. And, you know, if you're a coordinator at the college level, you're, you're that much further away from, you know, being an NFL head coach. But I think for a lot of these guys that have that background, that is, there's only 32 of those jobs. So for me, I mean, it wouldn't, I can't sit here and say I'd be surprised. Uh, but I do think that, yeah, I mean, when your program is successful, I like, and, and it goes back to Harbaugh's comments. I like how they're choosing to word this and use it as a selling point because that's that's how you combat the negative recruiting to me is to say, hey, we've got calls coming in from all over the place. That's true. But guess what? Yeah. We're still here and we want to be here and we want to coach you and we want to develop you. So for me, that's that's where I stand on it. And guess what? You're going to get another guy if he leaves that's going to come in and have the same aspirations and they're going to want him someday, too, because that's what we do here. So and they're only 32 D.C. jobs in the NFL, too, man. So think about that. That is a prestigious position. So, hey, more power to him. Yeah. And if Minter leaves, you could shuffle some things around. And you could bring in Vince Merrow if you don't want somebody that's going to get those calls coming in. <laughs> but, Holy. You know, it's, you know it's, it's a good problem to have. And Harbaugh talked about that when he was speaking about the offensive line depth as well. It's a great problem to have. Like, th these are the issues that you have if you're a team that's gone to the college football playoff the last two seasons. And really, uh, you're even a special case on top of that because some of those teams – that are in that mix don't have this problem. Someone asked it on the message board the other day, how come nobody's coming after Ohio state's defensive coordinator? And I said, well, because Donovan Edwards is still running. I think right now, I don't think they've caught him yet, you know, because Michigan's having success and because this is an impressive group of coaches that is out there, uh, you know, on, on the field for Michigan right now. So it's kind of, you know, we'll see what happens with Jesse Minter. I will say the one downside of being in the NFL is I do think, there's a little bit less loyalty there. Guys get fired a lot, and there's a lot of pressure. I mean, early on in the season for the Ravens, people were calling for Mike McDonald. People were saying, well, why did we bring this guy in uh, from their fan base? Now he ended up – you know, their defense got better as the year went on. But, I mean, there was that talk out of the gate in the NFL. So it's a little bit of a different beast, but Jesse Minter's been there, and, and he knows what it's all about. So not saying he wouldn't be able to handle it, and, and you know, not saying Mike McDonald can't handle it either. Both great guys. We'll see what happens with Jesse. Uh, let's talk basketball and get out of here. Before we do that, though, we will talk about our friends over at Prize Picks, our sponsor for today's podcast. It's basketball season, and there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing playing daily fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest for form of real money daily fantasy sports, and just pits you against the numbers at Prize Picks. You aren't competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, 
Euro basketball, cricket, and many more. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Michigan, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So every week I read off that, you know, list all the sports there. So I decided in my picks this week to get crazy with it. And I have two picks. One of them is in the, the world of disc golf. Uh, I have Paul Macbeth. I've never heard of this guy. More than 54 strokes. So uh, I'm rooting for him to fail, I think. And then cricket, <laughs> I have Mohammed Rizwan of the Multan Sutans. That's their team name. More than 31 and a half runs. So just to prove it, you know, if anyone was out there doubting that they actually have the stuff for these obscure sports, they do. They got every sport you can imagine. So join them there. But what do you guys have for picks this week? That's crazy. Those were exactly my two out of the blue. No, I'm just kidding this week. Uh, you know what? I've got Hunter Dickinson more than 16 and a half points. I believe it was. Uh, I saw on there. I think he's going to have a big game tonight. I think he's going to be motivated. And uh, I think Michigan is going to play, take that game to the wire. doesn't sound like Jet Howard is going to play. So they're going to need a lot more from him, a lot more scoring. And that's where it comes from. And I like him over uh, more than the eight rebounds, too, that I see. I think Hunter Dickinson is going to have a double-double with something like 20 and 10 tonight and lead Michigan to a close win or a close loss against Rutgers on the road. That's a well-coached basketball team. They sure know how to defend. And But the scoring has got to come from somewhere, guys. And I think they'll double him a little bit. Read your outstanding uh, pre preview, Clayton, on that. So I feel like I have a, a sense of which way that's going to go. But I think he's going to hit a couple shots outside, too, and get the three ball working, and they're going to step up. All right, this week uh, I've been talking about how I've been playing a lot of NHL on these lately. So I'm going to go with uh, New York Rangers goalie Yaroslav Halak with less than 25 and a half saves. I think the Red Wings stay hot, get a win there on Thursday night. And then Hunter Dickinson. I have the more than 16 and a half points for him. seems like we're kind of overdue for a big Dickinson game. So uh, bringing that big Dickinson energy to the prize picks this week. So <laughs> less than 25 and a half saves for Halak, more than 16 and a half points for Hunter Dickinson. And look at that big Dickinson, 270 bucks for Anthony up there, showing it off a little bit. I, that big, that big Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. I've been playing this a while. So you're, you're big Dickinson it. So not my first, not my first uh, rodeo. <laughs> yeah. The BDE lifestyle. You're either BDE or you're not BDE as Hunter said a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently Anthony is. So uh, download the prize picks app or visit prizepicks.com. Sign up using the code Wolverine to get an instant 100% bonus up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. So if you deposit a hundred dollars, prize picks will give you a hundred dollars. If you deposit $50 prize picks will give you 50 don't forget that's the prize picks app or prizepicks.com uh, and code Wolverine for that instant bonus. Uh, let's talk about this basketball game. Uh, CB, you alluded to it as well. Um, this is a very good defensive Rutgers team that has slipped a little bit in that department lately. And I think that's why they've lost those three games. They eke out a win over the weekend at Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's very good. It is impressive that they were able to do that shorthanded. They didn't have Caleb McConnell. He looks doubtful for tonight's game. The Erdy without another starter, Mawat Mag, uh, at the power forward spot. So they're shorthanded. Michigan may be shorthanded with Jet Howard, as you talked about as well. Uh, Terrence Williams, the second, I would assume he plays. He was a full participant on Tuesday. They said they were waiting to see how he would react. 
to being a full participant. He has that knee contusion, but um, you know, I think that's going to be big and jet Howard may, you know, could decide this game or a Joey Baker could decide this game or the way Doug McDaniel and Kobe buff can shoot could, you know, decide this game because I agree with you. I think we're going to see a lot of help in the post on Hunter Dickinson. I think we're going to see some open shots uh, from the perimeter. I was watching, you know, some clips from that game that they had against Wisconsin and even Steven Crowell in the post, who's okay as a post-up big guy, he's getting absolutely, you know, so much attention down low. There are like four guys within a couple feet of him there. They're going to leave those open. Uh, they allow a lot of three-point attempts. Uh, Rutgers is one in six when teams shoot 40% or more on three. So it's kind of like, hey, we're going to give you those looks. If you make them, you're probably going to go in there and win. If you don't make them, you're probably going to go in there and lose. Uh, what else do you guys see in, in this matchup? I think Doug McDaniel's going to get some looks, and he's going to have to knock those down. Yeah. So I think you're going to see Buck, Kobe Buff can get some added attention too. Again, Pykele's no dummy, right? You concentrate on the guys who can score. It's going to be somebody like Joey Baker, Doug McDaniel, who's going to have to step up and hit some of those shots. And again, I think Hunter Dickinson too is stepping out, uh, and he relishes that role, as we know. We'll see if he brings a ski mask tonight to, to Rutgers and they try to steal a win. <laughs> At uh, at the Jersey Mike Center, is that what it's called? Jersey Mike's yeah, Arena. Jersey Mike's Arena. Yeah, right. the rack so, is a that's a better name. The rack, but I it guess, is a better you name. But it money, is, money it is. talks, I guess. So. Money talks, man. So I uh, wouldn't mind seeing Terrence Williams knock one down early too, because he usually plays better when he hits an early shot. So uh, let's see how it plays out. But I think you're absolutely right. Um, again, Pykele's a great coach. It's gonna be a low scoring, ugly game, fellas. So uh, buckle up and you know prepare to fall asleep at times and maybe doze off. <laughs> you know, it's an eight thirty start, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there we are, but uh, it'll be interesting. This is Michigan needs this one. I expect them to play really hard and I expect them to play well defensively and get some looks offensively. We'll see if they knock down shots. Yeah. For me, it's uh, you bring, if you're, you bring your defense, if your defense travels, if you can play good defense, I think you're going to give yourself a chance in this game. I'm um, going to have to hit some tough shots. This is one of those games where to me, it's like the first team to 65 is probably the team that wins this one. I expect one of those good old fashioned big 10 rock fights. Um, it's going to be a game where I think, you know, a lot of these games this year, Michigan's won where their freshmen and young guys have played well and then lost when they haven't. So Doug McDaniel is huge in this game. Terrace Reed is huge in a game like this. I think will cheddar uh, will be critical. Even if Terrence Williams comes back, uh, you need some good minutes out of the cheddar man. So uh, we'll see. It's about the guard play too. The guards play well. Uh, Michigan's a tough out on any night, but you know, on those nights where those guys are, <clears throat> you know, don't have their best, and Hunter Dickinson is, you know, five for sixteen from the floor and missing some of those bunnies around the basket. It's going to be tough to win. So for me, it's it's I, I like. We have to take things game to game with this team right now. Um, obviously, need this one for the next one to matter. Need the next one for the one after it to matter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I like, uh, and and this was something that was not jarring, but when Phil Martelli said it when we talked to him yesterday, I think I just kind of like mentally where this team is at. Coming off of a close game that you finally found a way to not only win, but sort of win going away by the time that game was over. So uh, I think that, I think they're in a good spot right now with them. I mean, again, they are what their record says they are. Uh a few more times than not, they've they've come out and found a way to win games, but uh, they still have a lot of work to do, and we're going to see. I mean, a, a game like last Saturday was absolute slam dunk must win, have to have it to be, even be in the conversation. 
this is another one of those games where you find a way to win it. All of a sudden that door, you know, you win tonight, you find a way to win on Sunday. All of a sudden you're looking at a situation where if you just split one of those last two games, grab a game in Indy, all of a sudden selection Sunday might be something that gets eyeballs from uh, folks in Ann Arbor. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and Phil Martelli was talking about the mentality of this team, as you mentioned, one and all, that's kind of their mentality is the next game. And, they understand, though, the stakes, and they understand you can only take it one game at a time. And I was listening to Hunter Dickinson's podcast, Round Ball, because I'm trying to be, a, you know, BDE is, is possible. I'm trying to, like, become a big Dickinson energy guy. And, you know, he was saying that he hopes that the young guys get confidence from what they did down the stretch in that Michigan State game because they've had so many of those close losses where they didn't execute, but now they know what it takes. Now they know the kind of, kind of discipline that it takes. And, you know, he hopes that it carries over for the rest of the team. Maybe it will be a confidence booster when they get in a tight game. This team's been a little different on the road, like so many other Big Ten teams, though, so it's tough. And Rutgers is only allowing opponents to shoot, I think, like 45% on twos and 30% on threes at home. So that defense gets ratcheted up even more. Same time, you know, Nebraska went in there and made everything last week, so you never know what can happen. Um, and then you mentioned the defense. Just, like, this is going to be interesting from a backcourt perspective, who Michigan puts on who, because – you have a 5'11 point guard in Doug McDaniel, potentially guarding a 6'7 point guard in Paul Mulcahy. Uh, you probably put him on Cam Spencer, but he's a fantastic shooter that hit six threes and his first five against Wisconsin can change a game. And Doug's been a little uh, not so great off the ball on, on defense, running around with guys. So he's got to be – you got to be locked in for 40. Like there's no excuse in this game. I mean the, the season comes down to this. Um, and, you know, there's no, there's no time to – fall asleep on defense uh, and I know there are a couple of guys that uh, you know have done that a lot this year so it's it's that sort of thing and Kobe Buffkin's got to be good on Mulcahy but uh, anything else on hoops before we head out of here fellas I don't think so let's uh, let's get it tonight man I really don't want to cover an NIT would love to cover an NCAA tournament this is another step in the right direction there's nothing like March Madness man I love football season March Madness is right there with it for me so uh, and of course we've got Michigan hockey too to root for in the in the postseason so maybe we'll take a road trip down to Tampa but uh, get it done tonight fellas so we can uh, make our trip like I told Clay we're packing for four days for for the Big Ten tournament as well I think this is of this of any year is a year where we could see it a seed a nine or a, even a ten you know one through ten win this thing somehow there's not one team that really stands out and you say okay they're going to be really really tough to beat just give yourselves a chance. Yeah. Give us a chance to have a show Monday night where we say, Do it All for right. us. Do it for us. Yeah, specifically yeah. for us. Exactly. It'd be great to do. I mean, to sit there, what, they're at 15 and 12 right now. You could come out of this weekend and, and we're sitting doing a live show Monday night going, they got 17 wins, um, two regular season games left, whatever you get in the Big Ten tournament. They have a chance here. Um, that's all. You, at this point, that would be uh, like, I'm not expecting. Um, I'm not expecting them to play themselves out of the bubble because I think we're kind of just a little too late for that. Uh, it's going to take a lot of good basketball that with them being as young as they are, I, I just don't know if that consistency is there yet, but I'd love to just have a chance because I love filling out my brackets on selection Sunday. And I love talking myself into going, you know, this team went 19 and 15, but I like this draw. I'm gonna put them in the final four. So I love doing that type of stuff. So, go. Um, we'll see what happens. It's uh all fluid still but go win a basketball game tonight and then worry about the one on sunday yeah speaking of sunday senior day against wisconsin michigan's gonna honor joey baker 
who's, uh, you know, between him and Jalen Llewellyn, the only two seniors on this team. So a little bit odd there because you don't have these guys that you're saying goodbye to for, you know, that were here for four or five years like you had last year with Eli Brooks and guys like that. Uh, and they're going to honor the team managers, but they will not honor Jalen Llewellyn as of yesterday. Um, kind of indicates that you would think he's probably going to come back. They don't have a scholarship yet, but you're always going to get attrition. Um, would you guys, uh, would you guys make of that? Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I like it. You know, Doug McDaniel's the starting point guard on this team next year. But for depth and a guy who can come in and make some shots off the ball, I think Llewellyn can do that. I think he'll do it better than he did. Uh, you know, Devontae Jones, it took him a while to heat up last year, but he did, you know, and give him credit. They don't win that Ohio State game without him. And there are they don't you know, make the NCAA tournament without him heating up. So uh, you can say whatever you want, folks, but uh you know, he was not a net negative on that team, especially in the second half of the season. I think that would be the similar path that I would expect from Jalen Llewellyn because contrary to what the message board geniuses say, Juwan Howard has developed a lot of talent here in Ann Arbor. We've seen it with Kobe Bufkin. We've seen it with several different players, guys, and I, I think you would see the same thing with Jalen Llewellyn. be great to just see some consistency in mm-hmm. terms of your roster year to year. Uh Again, who knows what – no man knows the future when it comes to the NBA guys, and I suspect Dickinson will be back next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, that's why for me, if this roster is more or less going to kind of look the same, I'm just looking for things to build on because I think next year's team has a chance to be really good. So, um, yeah, uh, Joey Baker has been – I think he's more or less just kind of been what we thought he would bring to this team. Um, it's been some much-needed – shot making at times um you know i'm not going to sit here and say he's the second coming of duncan robinson but um they needed a guy that could come off the bench and hit shots and i think while he's been a bit inconsistent um he's been just what the doctor ordered so good year for him and uh yeah hopefully he gets to play some postseason basketball for sure he's been exactly what you needed he's made over a three a game he's sixth in the big 10 three-point field goal percentage um I, I agree with both of you guys. I think Jalen Wellen getting him back would, would be nice for guard depth, something they haven't really had much of under Juwan Howard. And he can play off the ball. He can play back there with Doug McDaniel, who I agree. I think he's going to win the, the starting point guard job uh, after being thrown in the fire this year. And, you know, that would really help. Never know what's going to happen with Kobe Bufkin. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all, at all if he and Jet Howard are at the combine testing out there. You know, I wouldn't blame him either. Um so, you know, you, you kind of want that continuity, as you said, A.B. You look back at that Tennessee game last year, the guys that made plays in that game, it was Hunter Dickinson, Terrence Williams, really the only two guys that came back. Like So much turnover. If you can avoid some of that, I think it'd be big. Um, but that is going to do it for our show this week. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, everybody. Make sure to like this video on YouTube. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. And check us out at thewolverine.com. We got that spring ball special going only until Saturday night. So limited time offer, $10 gets you four months of premium access over at thewolverine.com. Join our message board, get all of our premium articles. So go and do that right now and we'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.